Hello, everybody, and welcome into Senior Living Live. My name is Melissa. As always, I hope you're having a fantastic day today. Well, we are previewing our upcoming webinar September 6th called Embracing Change in an Ever-Changing World. We've got the wonderful Diane Lang back with us to uh, help us uh, embrace and cope with change and help you through the grieving process of, of loss and uh, pretty big life changes. We go through them all. If you've, if you've lived uh, more than just a couple of years, then yeah. uh, you're, you're going to experience some grief, certainly. And Diane, uh, it is fantastic to see you. This is going to be a wonderful webinar, wonderful topic we're talking about here today. How have you been? I have been really good. Thank you so much for asking and thank you for having me. It's always great when it's summertime. Ask me in the winter and we'll be talking something different. But in the summer, it's always wonderful. <laughs> summer is always great. We got that little extra bit of vitamin D that we love so much. Yes. Um, so before we start diving into the topic, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. Sure. So I have been an adjunct professor at Montclair State University in New Jersey. I've been there to be 20 years um, this year. I am also a therapist and a positive psychology coach been doing all of the coaching and therapy for about 20 years as well. So I've been in the field on both sides for a very long time and dealing with a lot of grief, especially in the last two and a half years. And again, when we talk about grief, it's not just the loss of a loved one, which of course you're grieving, but it's really any important loss that you're going through. So people were losing their jobs, people were losing their homes, you know, whatever you're going through, if you lose something that's important to you, you're going to grieve and all changes are transition. So something is always ending, but something is always beginning. So it definitely, you could be grieving just an identity change as well as a job, a loss of a loved one, getting an illness or injury that shifts your life, even as we were grieving our pre-COVID lives. Because even though we're somewhat in a new norm, we're really not. Like we get to a new norm and then something changes again. So change is the only constant. So really, you know, we're always going to be going through transition. So it's good to learn how to embrace change and handle grief when it comes. Yeah, and I'm glad you gave some examples there because people tend to just think, well, you know, I should only be grieving if someone passes away, but that's not right. the only time that we, we grieve things in life. So uh, Diane, can you tell us a little bit about grief in general? How does it affect somebody physically, mentally? So grief, just so you know, it, everybody handles it differently. So it's a very individual process. And a lot has to do with what you're grieving, what's going on in your life besides you know, the loss at that moment. Do you have a lot of stress? Do you have a lot of support? Do you have other stressors going on? So it's very individual. So I never want, and I tell my clients this, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Even if they're going through the same thing, like I have a client right now who has breast cancer, unfortunately, and she keeps comparing herself to her aunt who had breast cancer, and I'm like, you don't want to because everybody's situation is different and we all heal different. So when you think of grieving, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. So you might go from, you know, some denial or avoidance where you're just trying to numb yourself out and not feel the pain. And I just want to state simply, it's okay to be in denial for a little bit. And we'll go more into that in the webinar. I know it gets its bad name, like, oh, you're in denial. Sometimes we need that denial to process and take a break from the information to like get clarity. So that's okay. But you might, you know, feel that and then go into feeling very angry to guilt, to almost going back to being numb. It could go back and forth. So when you think of like the grieving stages, there is really no order, even though they're put in order, there really is no order and everybody's different. So you can skip some of those stages. You could go back and forth to those stages, but it's really a roller coaster. And as my clients will say, 
I don't know what I'm going to feel like when I wake up tomorrow. And sometimes they wake up and they go, you know, I feel pretty good. And then something triggers them. It could be a song. It could be someone calling they haven't talked to. It could be a post on Facebook, like anything can trigger it. So don't put any expectations on yourself. Don't compare yourself. Just know that it's going to be a roller coaster ride emotionally. And of course, that will cause some physical, whether it's, you know, signs of stress and tension on your body, whether, you know, it's your shoulder, your neck, your back, headaches, stomach aches, that is completely normal as well. So, you know, just kind of prepare yourself. And again, don't put an expectation on it. And the same thing with how long it will last, because that's always a big question of clients always say, like, how long am I going to grieve? And there is really, again, no answer, because it's a lot to do with what you're grieving, the individuality of what you're going through, your other stressors. And also, if you have mental illness in your family, or if you're coming from a place of having mental illness already, it could be even longer. So don't put a time frame on it. Don't put an expectation. Kind of just go with the waves, because that's what clients say. They say it feels like waves waves coming in. So just go with the wave and know that change is the only constant. So what you feel today might not be tomorrow, but with time, it does get better. Yeah. And so uh, there really is no normal, so to speak, because it is so individualized. But Diane, when um, when is it maybe uh, time to get a little bit of help? Maybe you need a little bit of help and, and we're trying to fend off depression, right? So when, when, mm -hmm. when is it time to maybe seek help? You know, honestly, I want people to think of it this way. You can't grieve, you can't forgive, and you can't heal alone. So there's never a bad time to go and get help. And whether it's professional help with a therapist or a life coach, or it's just reaching out to your social worker at Arbor, or it's reaching out to a friend or family, it's always important to have that unconditional love and support. We need it. You can't do it alone. But if you're feeling that time has gone by, and you're not getting any better, or you're starting to have trouble functioning, getting out of bed, going on with daily activities, that is really a sign to reach out. Or if it's affecting you physically, sleeplessness, if you're having problems eating, if you're feeling any hopelessness, helplessness, that lack of control, which can happen. Again, it depends what you've lost and how it's happened. You know, and just a little sign here, some people will say, well, I knew this was gonna happen, so I don't need help. Even if it's a planned change, a planned loss, so it's not loss of a loved one, but maybe you knew you were retiring or you knew you were losing your job, they were going out of business, you had a six month warning. Or even if you have someone who you knew was in hospice and they were passing, it doesn't mean that when it happens, it's not gonna be overwhelming and that you don't need support. So even if it's a planned change or something that you know is going on, you still might want help. So really trust your instincts. If you're feeling that life's getting too difficult, then just reach out and, you know, your doctor can help you. The social worker can help you. Or if you already have somebody that you would like to see that you've seen before, go back and just get that extra help. And there are bereavement groups as well. That's another avenue you can take. But I do suggest if it is the loss of a loved one and it's fresh, sometimes bereavement groups can be a little tough because everybody's talking about their loss. So you have to be ready for that. And sometimes clients aren't ready. I know, you know, they have told me for six months to a year. So think about what works for you best. Would I want a group? Am I ready to hear other stories and share? Or might I place that I just would do better with one-on-one? -on -one? And there is no right or wrong. It's just what works for you. Yeah, those are excellent examples. Excellent. 
Excellent examples. Great job. Um, so when Thank we you. talk about, as you said, you know, don't, you don't have to do it alone. You know, there's, no. there's nothing that's no. written that says you have to do that. And it doesn't have to be a therapist. It could be a friend. So speaking of friends, what are some ways that we can help family or friends who are in the process of grieving? That's a real typical question. And there's, I think what happens is nobody really knows how to help somebody. Right. It's, it's a very awkward situation because you don't want to bring something up if they're finally moving past. But if you don't ask how they are, then you feel bad that you're not being a good friend or you don't want them to be hurt. So there's a lot of confusion with it. And really, the honest truth is what happens is when we're, if we're talking about the loss of a loved one or a family member, when you lose somebody, the last few weeks, so everybody's around during the funeral, the wake, sitting shiver, whatever it is. You always have people. It's usually a few weeks afterwards that people start feeling that loneliness because everybody goes back to their normal lives and they have to. But during that, that's the phase where it really hits because you are alone. And that's when people really need other people. And it's a very, again, it's a very scary thing to be like, how do I approach? And I suggest this, just checking in on them. You don't have to bring up the loss. It's just, hey, I was thinking about you today. How are you? Or, hey, you know what? I'm going to the food store. Would you like me to pick something up for you? Or it's just asking them, you know, I just want to know what you need. Would you like me to stop by? Is there any, you know, errands I could do for you? Tell me what I can do for you. And asking them what they need, because sometimes what they really need, if they're going through real grieving and depression because they just lost a partner for life or, you know, a loved one that they were close to, sometimes they just want someone to go, yeah, you know what? You go food shopping for me. Could you pick up my medications at the pharmacy? I just can't do it. I just can't get myself to, to leave the house today. And that's sometimes all they need. And that is showing you care. You don't always have to be like, how are you? And you know, what are you thinking? Because sometimes they don't want to talk about it, but knowing that you're checking in on them and just sending a smiley face or a heart and saying, I love you, or saying, tell me what I can do for you and doing those types of errands of food shopping, medications, whatever they need, that sometimes is really the most beneficial, but really make sure after all of the wake, the funeral, the sitting shiver is all done. That's when we really want to reach out because that's when they're the loneliest. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I'm taking down notes mentally. <laughs> you know, I have, you know, we talk about friends and, you know, uh, their, their parents passing at, at my age or divorces. And so, you know, you, it's, it's good to have these skills for, um, for, for those individuals so that you kind of know how to help them in ways that um, you didn't know before. So, and this is why we have this webinar. So I love it. Um, now, uh, it's obvious we're all going to experience grief at some point in yes. our life. Um, yes. And so it's, it's, it's great to get um, sort of these productive uh, uh, ways of handling that to get out to the other side of it. If someone wants a little bit more guidance, Diane, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So you can go to my website, which is dianelang.org. I finally have a new website, so it's going to sound different than last time. Um, and on there is my email and you can reach out through the email or through the website on the contact form. And I'd be glad to answer any questions. And I will you know, get more into this on the 6th where we can really discuss. And you just brought up a valid point. Any type of ending is grieving. So it could be divorce. It could be a breakup of any type. It could be the loss of a best friend. It just didn't work out. It doesn't have to be death. So, you know, remember that. We've got clients who retired or downsized, and that was a huge transition they grieved because they grieved their old life. So remember that because a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm not really grieving or it's not as important. No, absolutely it is important. Any type of, you know, loss of any kind, 
is important. So remember to reach out and get that support. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. Diane, you always give us such wonderful perspective and we are very much looking forward to your webinar called Embracing Change in an Ever-Changing World, September 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much for taking the time today and for the time that you'll spend with our viewers during the webinar. And thank you for having me. And I hope everybody has a great holiday weekend and we'll see you on the 6th. Excellent. Thank you. Now, if you want to RSVP for this webinar with Diane, just head on over to our website, www.seniorlivinglive.com. You can RSVP there. And of course, we hope to see you all September 6th.